The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John. He led them up a high mountain by themselves. He was transfigured before them. His clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. A cloud overshadowed them. A voice came up out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them, but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, he charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had been risen from the dead. This is the gospel of our Lord. All right, so thinking of transfiguration today, start off with a question for you. And it's a fairly serious question if you think about it. So here it is. Who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? What messages in our world are guiding your thoughts? What messages in our world are impacting your thoughts in the way you think? What are the... um, examples that our world is giving you that's infecting and affecting what you think. Who are you listening to? What are their messages? Today's gospel lesson is a radically different kind of a message that you get in the world. Today's gospel lesson, there is a direct command from God the Father Himself. Only two times In this gospel book of Mark, does the Heavenly Father speak? Only twice. And only one time in this gospel of Mark does the Heavenly Father give a command. The Father of all creation, of heaven and earth, of our past, our present, and our future, that God one time gives one command, and we heard it today. In Mark chapter 9, on a mountaintop, God commands, listen to to him. God the Father Almighty speaks to the three disciples who are with Jesus, and he says, This is my son, my beloved. A tender statement, a powerful statement. This is my son. And then, having said that, he says, You listen to him. By the end of today's sermon time, I hope that you'll hear that command to listen. It's not just another one of a a list. Previously on a mountaintop, there were ten commandments given by God. Today, just one. But you won't hear it as a a batch of a command that is impossible. Something you, you have to do. Listen to Him. Hopefully, by the end of the day's message, you will hear this command as a loving and a freeing message that you and the whole world will respond to His message, His command, with a want to, not a have to. Who are you listening to? A teenager began to get in trouble. 
her attitudes becoming more and more negative, more and more disrespectful. She's becoming more and more reclusive. Mom's friends tell her that, you know, children struggle during times of parent or family separation. Keep on loving her. Keep strong. Well, on top of this marriage separation, there was bad news from her corporation. The company was going to let some people go. She lost her job. Worries about life are now overwhelming her. One night, the weight gets so heavy, she breaks down and she calls the only two people she knew she could call. She called her mom or dad. Her mom answers the phone and her little girl basically just like vomits her heartache. She just pours out her heartache and her stress over the phone. Mom listens with love as that's all she can really do at that moment. When the phone call is about over, dad gets on the line. He says, we're going to come see you this weekend. And we're going to come and we're going to help. Well, Friday comes. The children come home from school and they're greeted with the two people who just absolutely love them. They meet them at the door with cookies and snacks and great big hugs. But the grandparents notice that something dramatically has changed in the house. The children are exceptionally quiet, especially the oldest. They share supper. The kids do with them and then they just want to go to rooms. They just want to go to bed. So the next morning, the grandparents, they wake up early. They went to bed early. So when the oldest granddaughter wakes up, grandma goes to her and he says, let's go get some breakfast. Just you and me, anywhere you want to go. Well, she insisted, so the granddaughter really couldn't say anything but okay. So after a quiet drive, after a drive of really short one-word answers to questions, they finally arrive at this restaurant. They enter the place and she tells her granddaughter, you can have anything you want. Anything on the menu you want to order, you order. I just ask that you don't order so much that you can't eat it and we can't take it home. We don't want to waste anything. Fair enough. So they sit down at the table. The waitress approaches. She wants to take the order. The teenager asks for a strawberry banana milkshake. She looks at Grandma to make sure that it would be okay. Grandma, are you sure you said what you said? Because this is how I heard it. One of those looks. And yeah, Absolutely. If it's a shake you want, then you order a shake. A shake is what you're going to have. Great. Strawberry banana shake. And on top of that, can I have a a bacon and meat lover's omelet or something like that? Fair enough. Comes for grandmother. Grandma orders her coffee. She wants it black. And she just wants a ham and egg omelet, ham and cheese omelet. The waitress leaves now. And there's this awkward silence, this awkward pause. Both wondering what to do next. Grandma breaks the silence by telling the story of the teen's birth. She said to her granddaughter, Do you know that the news of God's blessing us with you was a source of great excitement? When your parents found out that they were parents, they immediately called each and every one of their friends, each and every one of their their family members. They just wanted the whole world to know that they were going to have you as their little girl. They were so happy. They were also scared. They were actually kind of terrified, but they were so happy. Then they started cleaning out the room. Man, this one room is just packed with stuff. They cleaned that room out because it was going to be your room. They probably spent a couple of weeks looking around to see how we're going to paint it, how we're going to decorate it. 
During that time, after we got that figured out, your dad's going to work doing that, your mom and I, we went to every baby store within 200 miles of this place, making sure we would get just the right crib for you and just the right decorations for you. We were so excited for your coming. While we were doing that, your dad painted the room, but he also started cleaning the carpets. When we came home that day, he had this bucket of dirty water. And when your mom and I and your dad were looking at that water, right then and there, they decided they're going to change the carpet. It was too gross. But not just the carpet in your room. They changed the carpet in the entire house. Just for you. The waitress comes and uh, brings their beverage. um, Kind of interrupts things. They're sipping their milkshake and they're sipping their coffee and their eyes are closed. It's just delicious. And then they open their eyes again and now it's awkward silence again. The teenager broke that silence. She said to her grandmother one word, more. Grandma then begins to tell her granddaughter about the day she was born, about how hard her mother worked to deliver her, pushed in exhaustion to deliver, about how her mother wept as she held her for the first time, about how her father even wept as he held his little girl for the first time, this strong man, tears flowing how we all fought to just look at you through the glass because we couldn't get close because we didn't want to get a newborn sacred by six. We just looked through the glass for a couple of weeks or a week. But when we got you home and it was time, boy, we fought to rock you. That old, that third, fourth generation rocking chair, we would fight for like 10-minute increments. We'd set little timers, 10 minutes, my time. And we would fight because we just wanted to hold you and rock you and love you. And have you seen the pictures the first time we'd let you try to eat food on your own? Oh, it was hilarious. You see, have to seen those pictures. You didn't want to use a spoon. You didn't know how to use a spoon. So you just had this baby food in your hands. You're putting your mouth, but it's on your mouth and your eyebrows and your eyelids and all over your hair. And it even got in your ears. And the waitress comes to the table with the omelets. Do you need anything else? She asks. No, it looks great. Food's on the table. Again, there's a pause. More, Grandma, she says. Tell me more. Grandma says, okay, but first we have to pray. And she prays a prayer of thanks for the meal. She says a prayer of thanks for her her granddaughter, a prayer of thanks for family in general. She prays a prayer asking God's blessing to heal a relationship in the family, that the family could be reunited and that love and cherishing would win. After that prayer, she says amen, and the teenager reminds Grandmother, Teenager said, more, Grandma, more. It seems that the teenager was desperate to know she was loved. She was desperate to hear that she was treasured. She mattered and that she had value. And so to a teenager living in a wrecked world, Grandma continued to tell stories about who she was and about how precious she is to her family and to God. As the teenager listened, a transformation came about. And the transformation was life. Teenagers living through the destruction of their family are not the only ones who might be desperate for news of their worth. Young people across our world, and we know this just this last week, a a wounded young person 
wounded the lives of a bunch of others. It's said that hurt people hurt. There's a lot of young people hurting for a lot of bad things happening in this world. And young people aren't the only ones hurting. Struggles are not limited to just the young. Even veteran people can wonder and worry and hurt. People across our community, we know them. They might be us. People across our community experience difficult times. We experience medical problems and hard news with medicine. We we have hard times because we have tired and aging and hurting bodies. We have sometimes job security or just job inadequacies. We have addictions that we deal with. We have fears. We We mourn what once was. We have stress over what the future might bring. Think about all the people you know, maybe yourself, who are in need of good news. Good news that you are loved and you are treasured. Good news that you matter and that God has a beautiful future in store for you. With that in mind, think about the people at the base of a mountain, whether it was Old Testament or in this New Testament with Jesus. It's the base of the mountain of transfiguration. Jesus and his three friends climb. But the people at the base, people in the world, they might not be in a world that has so much sensory overload as we do. They might not have the prosperity and the materialism and every hobby and every sport to distract us with, but they had hardship in their life too. They are like us, those people. They are wounded by the words of mean people. They experience sick and disease and death. They experience addictions financial stress, home security. Heck, they had Roman armies there occupying them, oppressing them, and inflicting hardships. All kinds of threats were in their world, threatened by many different ways in different times. And to those people at the base of the mountain, to you and to me, our Heavenly Father says something very simple. He says, this is my son, my beloved Is it a command or is it a request? But either way, he says, listen to him. Of all the things you're going to listen to, listen to this one. If God the Father says, listen, the only thing we say is, yes, sir. He's God, we're not. He's smarter than we are. He loves more perfectly. He's the Almighty. If God says, listen to Jesus, that's exactly what we do. But the second thing we want to do is figure out, well, what is Jesus saying? If God says, listen, what are we listening to? What are we looking for? So here's some things to remember. To the demons, Jesus said, be quiet and leave. To the leper, to the ones who are living this outcast, decaying life, he said to them, be clean, be healed. Go home. To the storms in their lives that were threatening to overcome them and swallow them, Jesus says to the storms, Be still, be calm, stop your aging. To the blind, to the ones who could not find their way, Jesus approached them and he spoke. He says, Believe in me and see. And in this world, the disciples said, more. 
And so then Jesus speaks to the convicted sinners. Jesus says, I forgive you. Don't do that again. To the ones who betrayed him, to the ones who abandoned him and tortured him, Jesus says, Father, forgive them. And if actions, we say, speak louder than words, then listen to this. His body is suspended on the cross. Actions. Speak. He gives His body. And from the cross, Jesus with His body speaks more of love and of life and of our value, of our being priceless and beautiful than His words would ever communicate. More. As the disciples listened, a transformation came about. The transformation was life. The transformation was peace. It was hope. And with God's help, the disciples kept that tradition alive. The Father commanded those three. He said to them, listen to Him. They did. But there's more. The Son of God showed twelve how much they were loved and forgiven and how there was a way of full living of heaven. But there was more. Those twelve told anyone they could that had ears, anybody that they loved and, and felt responsible for and just had a joy to share to anyone that would listen. They said, Jesus loves. Jesus, the Son of God, saves more church church like the grandmother who is telling a granddaughter church tell people today who are needing a word of hope who are looking to be wanted and who are wanting to be loved church tell them what the father said to you this is my son my beloved you listen to him You don't need to listen to the world and all those distracting lies that it says about your value or how to spend your life. Don't listen to that. Listen to my son. Listen to him. Church, we will pray. Heavenly Father, help us to listen to Jesus. Help us to know his life story. Then, Lord, help us to share his life story with others in need. In his name we've prayed. Amen.